The sky outside was growing darker, and I felt the tension of the last few days catching up with me. The phone in my pocket buzzed. I reached for it. A text had come in from the phone Scott called me on. Scott. Tried to call. Went straight to voicemail. Are you okay? Me. Yeah. Holding up for the night in a Motel 6. Where are you? Scott. Passing Buffalo now. Got past border, but it's bad. Dead people. Eaten. I cut off one of their arms. It grew back. Freaked me out. I stared at the phone for a minute. Maybe longer. Scott. Warren, did you get that? My fingers hovered over the keys. I didn't want to ask him to explain. I wasn't sure I could handle what it would mean as we tried to go the additional 500-plus miles we had to travel. Me. Wow. So, kill them good, right? Okay, I got it, Scott. Maybe you should get off the road for a while. The hard part is over, right? You are in the USA. The girl's still with you. Scott. Right. We'll find a place to stop. Go in the morning. Yes, Laura and Lana are here. Me. Be careful, man. I can't wait to see you. Is that Scotty? asked Missy, stepping out of the shower with one towel wrapped around her body and another coiled on her head. Yeah, I said, grabbing her bag from the bed and dropping it onto the bathroom counter for her. She dug around inside and pulled out some pants and another top. Thanks. Where is he? she asked. Buffalo, I said, smiling. He got through the border. I didn't tell her what else he'd typed. I hadn't really detected it before, but at the news, the muscles in her face relaxed, and she looked more at ease. I'll be out in a minute, and we can split a Snickers and a Milky Way. Well, why don't we just each have one? Because I can't decide. Fair enough. Why are you sleeping in your clothes? If we have to cut and run, I don't want to be in a nightgown, sweetheart. You sure you're just a bird trainer? I'm nothing right now. Let the birds out. They probably need to stretch their wings. She ducked back into the bathroom and closed the door, and I opened the cage and let Paul, Keith, Van, and Mick inspect the room. A noise came from outside. It was a high, piercing sound that I initially took for a cat. It came again, and I went to the window. What the fuck was that? asked Missy. Nice bomb, Mom, I said, putting my finger in the gap of the blackout curtains and parting them a half inch. Why don't you call me Mom like Scotty? Because he's like Canadian. I'm American. Excuses. It's cute, Mom. I was about to continue the banter when something emerged from the brush across the street. I looked up and saw there was a row of homes in the distance. Most were dark, but some had lights on in the windows. Warren, you want some peanut butter and crackers? Shh, I said. Mom, come here and be quiet. I felt her come up behind me as I crossed in front of the window. Her wet hair draped over my shoulder as she peered through the gap. My God. Look at it, Mom. How tall is that thing? Y'all hide at least, she breathed. Oh, Warren, Jesus, watch over us. The white skin seemed to have its own luminescence in the darkness, so that it almost appeared blue, like one of those natural light bulbs. It walked, perfectly upright, its arms hanging down by its sides, swinging slightly as it moved down the street. The legs moved in a fluid motion, and while it was some distance away, it appeared that the feet touched rather than slammed the pavement. As we watched, it stopped and turned its head toward the motel. Porn! My mother sucked the word between her teeth more than she spoke it. I didn't let go of the curtain. The light from the candle would not show with the yellow street light shining on the glass window. 
Two spots on its face where its nose would be seemed to grow larger. The mouth opened, and from where I watched, it seemed to be the size of a softball. My finger began to tremble. I wanted it to turn away so I could release the curtain, but it did not. Mom, I said, blow out the candle. No, she said. I'll move it, but it might look different to the thing. We don't know what it can and can't see. My throat was as dry as the Mojave Desert. When I tried to swallow, it was gritty and impossible. It seemed to be looking, not at our room, but toward the office. I moved over to the left side, and I could see the office light was still on. It turned and walked toward the motel. Mom, go pick up the phone and call the office. Warn Rakesh he needs to turn out the light and stay out of sight. Okay, she whispered. I heard her lift the phone from the cradle and punch a button. As I watched, the creature stopped suddenly. It cocked its strange white head. It was now approximately twenty yards closer. In the distance, I heard the electronic warbling of a telephone. Answer the fucking phone, Rakesh, I thought. It stopped. My mom whispered, Rakesh, it's room 104. Turn out your light now. One of the creatures is out there and it's coming toward you. As my mom said the words, the creature did resume its trek toward the office. Mom hang up the phone quietly.